Would that it were so. Would that every time someone comes to confession and receives God's absolute mercy, that she would go forth and share the goodness and love of God with all she encounters. Would that each time every one of you comes to Mass and receives Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, you went forth from here to proclaim the good news of Christ. Would that every week or so one of the focus missionaries or student leaders came into my office and said to me, Father, I can't believe it. There's someone who's not even in a Bible study, not even having gone on the awakening retreat, who's out on campus sharing the gospel. Would that it were so. The gospel is not meant to be contained. The Spirit of God, the love of God, the blessings, the graces that He puts into our life are meant to be shared, are meant to go forward from us to others. We have this image at the end of the gospel today that in, there is a fire, and the fire is not quenched. In our life, there are two fires. There's the fire of God that can consume us, that can set us ablaze, and that can change our lives and change the world and draw us closer to Him, or there is the fire of hell. We will be consumed by one of them. And so therefore, when we are touched by the fire of God, we should become fire. We should set the world ablaze in the fire of God. We should not contain it and keep it to ourselves. The challenge, though, is that this is not easy. The challenge is that we come to church, but that we are church. Church is not contained here. God's blessing is not contained and held only to that hour on Sunday. It is extended through every moment of our life. And when we start to live in relationship to God's blessing, God's grace, God's mercy in our life, and start to share that with the world, we will, even by those who are touched by the Lord, as we heard in the first reading in the Gospel, we will sometimes be scorned. We will sometimes be challenged. We will sometimes be called out. But do not be afraid. When God touches your life, share that. Share the goodness, beauty, and truth that has changed your heart, no matter what. Because this is what the Lord came into the world to do. The Lord so zealously loves you, so zealously loves each of us, that He came to you. He brings you His good news. He has baptized you. He has confirmed you. He has given you Himself in the Eucharist. He gives you His mercy in penance. He desires that to be the same for you. To be received by the Lord. To receive His mercy, grace, goodness, beauty, truth. And to share that with the world. Our scriptures today give us three steps along the way as to, to teach us how to do that. How to share the good news with the Lord. Share the good news of the Lord with each other. The first is start simply. 
In the gospel today, we hear from Jesus, anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, amen I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. A simple cup of water offered to the beloved of God is all that it takes. In our own life, when God comes into our life, in whatever way he comes, whether that be through mercy, whether that be through grace, whether that be sacramentally in the Eucharist, when we start to share that in a simple way with someone else, we pray for our enemies. We pray for our family and friends. We start to spend time with Scripture. We serve the poor. We do a little thing. We start to drive out one of those little vices in our life. You know that person at work who you can't stand? That person at work who drives you crazy? The little thing you can do is to treat him or her with love the next time you see him at work. It's the little things. It's the little cups of water offered to God, offered on behalf of what God has done in our life, that start to grow and develop in our own lives. The next thing we hear from the letter of St. James. Turn away from earthly riches. Your happiness, your fulfillment, will never be in those things. Choose the lesser option. Choose to give more to the poor. Choose to give more to others. Choose the lesser option at dinner. You know, get the chicken, not the steak. Choose to live a more simple life where the things that you have are not things that show your worth, but are things that can be used for the glory of God. And the last thing, and without a doubt the most difficult, comes in the gospel. Cut off your hands and feet and pluck out your eyes. Don't do that literally. That's not a literal thing, right? But what does this mean for us? There are things in our life that we need to cut out of our life if we are to follow God. There are friendships and relationships in your life that are evil, that need to be cut out, that don't lead to God's glory, that lead to sin, that lead to drunkenness, that lead to anything other than the glory of God. Get rid of those relationships. Get rid of those vices in your life. Fight those bad habits and replace them with good habits. Each one of us is saddled with something that is pulling us away from the Lord. And if we want to give glory and honor to God in all that we do in ways simple and great alike, we need to cut them off. We need to get rid of them. And this is exceptionally hard, especially with regards to human relationships. Without a doubt, the greatest isolation, loneliness, and sadness I have ever felt is when I entered the Dominican novitiate and all of my college friends, except for maybe two, disappeared from my life. Not only that, but some members of my family grew distant. All of a sudden, I was left alone because of this decision I had made for God. And yet, what did that do? It allowed me to invest in relationships, to invest in people, to invest in virtues that would build me up. And now, yeah, I don't have the number of friends that I had when I was 22, but the friends that I do have, I can count on for anything at any time. My friendships, my relationships no longer drag me down, but they lift me up. It required, though, a great sacrifice and a period of sadness and difficulty, 
But when the Lord showed me his face and started to lift me up, my goodness gracious, how beautiful that life has been. Those relationships are. In the end of the first reading of today's, uh, from the book of Numbers, we hear from Moses. Would that all the people of the Lord be prophets. Would that all of them be touched by the Spirit of God. This is exactly what Jesus does. When you were baptized, you were baptized as priest, prophet, and king. You are a prophet of God. You are his holy one. You are touched by his spirit, changed entirely from the inside out. You are the change the world needs. You are the lover of God the lover of neighbor, the simple servant that will change your family, that will change your friendships, that will change the world. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says, I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish that it will already ablaze. He has set that fire in your hearts with his Holy Spirit. He desires you to be consumed and to consume the world in his love. Would that it were so.